This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a special guest on the line today, Anna Hickey. She covers the Clemson Tigers for the 24-7 Sports Network. And we're here to discuss Clemson and a number of topics as it relates to the Tigers. Not only a methodical, but very slow approach to this 2022 class. It's not going to be a big one for Clemson. So they're being very selective, but a lot of other things to discuss no official visits in June, a number of commitments recently, Dabo Sweeney at ACC Media. But first, Anna, how are we doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, you know, it's been kind of a long time coming. I've been wanting to have you on the show, but Clemson is kind of slow playing us. What's up with that? Uh, you know, a kind of a slower pace in terms of the national powers, but they do have the third highest per commit average. So they're taking some high quality talent in this 2022 class, most recently with four-star defensive X Keon Saab and Dalen Everett, who committed on CBS Sports HQ last weekend. Yeah, that kind of speaking of slowly, I mean, Clemson was outside of the top 30 entering last Saturday, mostly because they were only with a commitment. So the quantity was kind of affecting them there more so than in the quality. But Keon and Dalen, those two additions now give I think Clemson's in the top 13. So quite a big jump there. And they're the only program in the top 25 with less than 11, to my knowledge, huge gets for them. And those two guys, top of the board guys, IMG Academy teammates, and then they kind of pair with Jihad Campbell, defensive end that committed to IMG last month for Clemson. So or from IMG that committed to Clemson last month. So Clemson has a little bit of momentum. Um, I know it's a dead period, but heading into kind of this last week in uh, July when the dead period concludes and they kind of have that window where they can rec- uh, host recruits, um, they'll get some of their top guys on campus, uh, maybe even get another commitment then. Yeah, only Alabama and Ohio State have a higher per commit average in terms of the grade than Clemson right now as we head into the end of July. Now, this approach is a very unique one and it's an intriguing one. And I don't know if we know if it's the right approach, then we'll figure that out eventually. But as Clemson starts to work its way up the charts and start to take some of these commitments, you have to wonder, is it the right thing to do what Dabo Swinney did in the month of June, not having any official visitors on campus, considering that the college football world was coming off a 14 to 15 month layoff with no visits due to the COVID pandemic. Pandemic. So while every other program, it seemed like in the, in the nation was lining up mega recruiting weekend after mega recruiting weekend, Clemson pumped the brakes and said, hey, not so fast. We're going to take our time. This isn't how we're going to do things in this cycle. We want to really be uh, in, in a way uh, kind of doing more of their research and making sure that they're taking their guys and, and not being 
I guess, forced to catch up with any other programs or try to play at, at the pace or the speed that maybe some other schools are. I mean, we see the the Rutgers of the world, right, which are hovering in the top 10 right now in the class rankings, but that's because they've got so many commitments and they've done a really good job of getting out of the gate. Clemson, on the other hand, is, is taking it slower. How do you feel when you speak to your sources, to recruits, uh, to coaches about that approach and whether or not that could be the correct one in this 2022 cycle? Well, Clemson, ever since official visits were allowed in the spring and summer, Dabo Sweeney has always come out with a stance, we're not hosting official visitors until the fall. And pandemic or not, he wasn't going to change his stance then regarding that. But what's interesting is they did have an elite retreat. It's an, it was an unofficial visit weekend where they got some of their top guys on campus in June. So it's not like they didn't host any of their marquee guys. They also had camp where they had some big guys kind of roll through. And then, you know, just speaking to the last, the most recent two commitments, UGA hosted both of them on officials, UNC, Texas A&M, Florida State, Michigan, Penn State, all hosted one or both of those guys on officials. Clemson didn't host either one of them but still ended up with them. So, you know, I don't really think that it's black and white necessarily, like the right thing, the wrong thing. I think it's going to be a case-by-case basis. Like you look at a guy, for example, Brennan Thompson, wide receiver out of Texas that Clemson really likes. He's not visiting anywhere, maybe except the local schools in Texas this summer, except for on official visits. So Clemson did not host him this summer, and there's a good chance that they're not going to land him. I don't, I mean, not necessarily because they didn't get him on campus this summer, but you can't argue that a visit, you know, wouldn't have helped their cause there. So that's kind of one example that makes you wonder, okay, in that case, it would have been beneficial. But then you have a couple of the other other top targets like Andre Green, Travis Shaw, who took official visits in June, I think at least two or three for both of them, got on Clemson's campus in an unofficial capacity. And now it looks like they might extend their recruitments into the fall, especially Green, and Clemson still pocketed that official. So, you know, UNC, I think, thought that Travis was going to commit in the, in the summer, and he still might. But Clemson, you know, kind of playing a little bit of a longer game, and they might be able to roll off that red carpet a little more so than UNC in the fall, closer to a decision. So, you know, I, like I said, I don't know if it's a right or wrong answer. It's just how Clemson does things. And yeah, I mean, in the, in the spring, you had on the message boards, fans were like, you know, seeing these big weekends at Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, and being like feeling a little left out. But now I think as you get closer to the fall, the perspective's changing a little bit. I do feel like if a program as prestigious or as, I guess, recently powerful as Clemson, if they're able to hold off and be a bit more selective, it does allow that offer and that official visit to carry more weight, right? It becomes a bit more significant. Clemson is only one of two power five programs that we are aware of that did not host official visitors in the month of June. The other one would be UCLA. And then obviously Chip Kelly operates a different way out West is kind of similarly to what we see out of Dabo Sweeney. We are joined by Anna Hickey. She's a reporter for 24-7 Sports covering the Clemson Tigers and Clemson recruiting. Now, Anna, a big domino fell last weekend in the 2023 class. Malachi Nelson, the quarterback from Los Alamitos, California, announced his commitment to Oklahoma. And now I think we're all anticipating other dominoes to fall in that 2023 class, especially among the quarterbacks. And the big name out there is Arch Manning. I know he's a huge target for Clemson. What can you tell us about the Tigers' pursuit of Arch Manning, who's obviously one of the top prospects in that 2023 class? Quarterback is no different than any other position in terms of how Clemson recruits and how slowly and methodical they are. Um, Obviously, quarterback is a position that sometimes 
the decisions are made a little bit earlier than some other positions, but in terms of how many offers they throw out, Clemson's very selective. I mean, Arch is the only quarterback that Clemson has offered in 2023, and they weren't going to offer him unless he came to campus in June and threw, and threw for them. I mean, it was basically a formality that he grabbed that offer, but Trevor Lawrence, they didn't offer him until he came to campus. Same with DJ. So Arch was just kind of that next, that next step, the next guy, and he was no different than how they treated the other ones. I do think that Clemson is right there in the mix for Arch, with, if not leading or co-leading. Um, I think it's maybe a little early to kind of say, yeah, Clemson is hard and fast is number one and just going to cruise to the finish line. Definitely don't necessarily that, say that's the case, especially when you have programs like Texas, Alabama, LSU, Georgia in the mix. Um, I know he visited those schools also in June, and I think he'll hit Ole Miss maybe this coming weekend or next week. And, you know, I think I'm not exactly sure his decision timeline. You might know better than me, or maybe Steve Wilfong will know better than me on that. But I think Clemson's going to kind of court him until the end. And I would be very surprised if they offer anyone else in the meantime. I mean, they hosted some big time 2023 quarterbacks in June, including I think it was maybe seven in the top two, four, seven for 2023. And it just kind of an all of an, all of them were a little bit of an afterthought to Arch. So they're going to definitely see his recruitment to the end. And um, I think based on track record, you can't really argue with that approach. And I do feel like their timeframes sync up because from everything we've gathered, speaking with Steve Wilfong, who's been following and monitoring that recruitment very closely, the Mannings are going to be taking that recruitment very methodically. And we know Clemson will do the same. So right. even even though you know he might be taking his time, it sounds like Clemson likes him enough not to pursue any other quarterbacks in the time being. And listen, here's the, the thing about Clemson too is let's say they do miss on Arch Manning, right? I, I'm no, I'm sure Clemson fans don't want to hear that right now, but let's say, let's put that example out there. Let's say they miss on Arch Manning. They're going to be recruiting from a position of power and I think they have enough pull where they, if they enter a race a little late for a quarterback or even go after a quarterback that might be committed to another power five program, they have enough pull where they can do, uh, you know, a do over of sorts, right. And make up for lost time. So I think Clemson will be fine, especially the way they've been staggering their five-star quarterbacks uh, in the recruiting circles. Anna, before we let you go, a big weekend coming up for Clemson, the all in cookout. What can you tell us about what to expect? this Sunday as the Tigers host some of the top prospects in the country? Yeah, so um, this is something they've done every year for the past, uh, I don't know how many years since I've been covering them. And it's when they get their top guys or try to get a lot of their top guys, including their commitments on campus in late July. And it's kind of interesting this year, the way the dead period you know, and it ends on a Sunday. So they can't host guys on a Saturday, but I think a lot of their, a lot of them are coming in to campus on Saturday, hang out amongst each other, check out campus, that sort of thing, and then meet with the staff and do the facility and that sort of thing on Sunday. And the cookout, they like to keep it very intimate, small numbers, which shouldn't surprise you if you really follow Clemson recruiting at all. They don't want these huge recruiting weekends. They'd rather keep it small and really devote a lot of one-on-one individualized attention to these players. Um, they love for their players to bring their parents, family, siblings, just kind of create that family environment. It's laid back. 
they play games in the facility. It's not a bunch of chalk talk or, you know, selling them how, on how they can fit the position or playing time or any of that stuff, um, or even really pushing them on their recruitment timeline. It's just kind of more interaction and you got to get, get them around the program and, and the staff and that FaceTime. So, you know, I think right now, tentatively, I have five, four or five uncommitted guys that are slated to attend that number could change between now and then but that's really not a big number for a big recruiting weekend part of that is just because Clemson has really dialed in on those guys and until they make a decision they're not going to move or expand their board but still some of their marquee guys at running back cornerback receiver tight end defensive line kind of their top of the board guys so um and I think after that event it'll give him a give them a good chance on where they stand with those guys going into the fall and, and whether they need to potentially expand their board and I would not be surprised if they if they have a commitment I don't know about day of but maybe in the days week that follow it's been a methodical approach for Clemson but they are, are starting to ramp things up as we head into the season Anna thank you so much for joining us yeah thanks for having me All right, that is Anna Hickey. You could follow her on Twitter at AnnaH247. She's a reporter for Clemson247 covering the Tigers football and recruiting for 247sports.com. Remember, we've got two big commitments on CBS Sports HQ later this week. Danny Dennis Sutton, a four-star defensive lineman from the state of Maryland, announcing his choice Thursday, as well as Amarian Hampton, a four-star running back from the state of North Carolina, doing the same, announcing his college commitment on CBS Sports HQ. Remember to stay locked in to 24-7 Sports throughout the weekend for all the latest buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team. For Anna Hickey, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.